And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Welcome back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Uh, this is not Craig Roberts. This is Brian Johnston, and I'm his guest host. Craig is taking a much-needed vacation. You probably are aware that he does a lot at KFAX, but he also does a lot for Salem Radio. So we're giving him a break. You can hear me on Saturdays on KFAX on Life Matters. So I'm honored to set in for Craig. We have another important segment now with a very important guest, a personal friend of mine. I've worked with her in the pro-life movement for many years, and that is Sheila Green. Sheila Green is an attorney. She's on the board of the California Pro-Life Council as our central vice president. And we're going to talk about some facts that the major media does not talk about, things you have not been told. You're going to get the documentation, and you can double-check on all of these documents at the California Pro-Life website. Again, LA Times, Chronicle, Sacramento Bee, NBC, PBS. They are silent about the real facts of abortion. You probably knew that. But right now in California, in California law, you're not told what's going on. You've been lied to. Maybe by omission, a lot of it is intentional, and these are serious things. We're going to talk about California law, and we're going to talk about Gavin Newsom's proposal for not only anybody coming here, but there's no control of who they are and what's the motive behind this abortion. There's a lot of questions being raised by Gavin Newsom's so-called abortion sanctuary state proposal. So, Sheila, good to have you on. Hi, Brian. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, we're going to talk about first something most even pro-lifers don't know. What are the real laws on abortion in California? We're going to go through those. They will stun you folks. So feel free to double check what we're talking about at CaliforniaProLife.org. But uh, why don't you start off by telling us some of the things about the abortion status in California right now? Okay, thanks. I'm very happy to do that. Um, as you mentioned, many people, probably most people, even pro-lifers, are pretty ignorant about what's going on in California. The media has told us abortion is only legal in the first trimester um, or alternatively uh, late uh, term abortions only incur in the most serious of cases. And both of these uh, assertions are false. And mm-hmm. California is living proof to the fact that they are false. So um, just to start out, California has the uh, wonderful reputation of leading the nation in the number of abortions performed annually. Mm-hmm. Um, now, California is only one of it's either three or four states that do not report abortion statistics to the CDC. Given that we are the leaders in abortion providers, that's really um, quite neglectful, we would say. They should be um, reporting what's going on in the state. But right now it's under the radar. The state does not report to the Centers for Disease Control. So these numbers are, are the, the number of abortions are inferred, you know, perhaps from the voluntary reports or from the number of abortion clinics in the state. But we lead the nation in, in a number of abortions. And in 2017, I think it was about 132,000. Um, 2020, it was a little bit lower, like 100 and t- high 120s. It's a a lot of babies being killed. Yes. And again, leading the nation. A second point that people don't understand, and this is really a, a principle of economics, whatever you pay for, you get more of. And so tell us, what does Medi-Cal do with abortion? How, do, how does our government funds, how, how do they address abortion? Thank you for bringing that up. That was my next point. Um, Medi-Cal 
And we have this documented because California has a, a provider manual, which they pro- give to medical providers, letting them know what they can be re- reimbursed for by Medi-Cal funds and how to go about the reimbursement. So the Medi-Cal provider manual states that the Medi-Cal will pay for abortions throughout all nine months of pregnancy. And to make matters worse, no medical reason is needed at any stage. I hope you're listening, folks, to what a baby at nine months that I hope I hope listeners are listening to that, that the state of California has published that they send that publication to medical professionals who want to make money from the state for doing abortions. And they're quite explicit. What what are the reasons for the abortions? Nothing. No reason. (laughs) reason I hope you're understanding. No reason need be given. Your tax money then is sent to that abortionist. So let that sink in for a little bit. Oh, but there's more. There's more because you've not been told these things. There is a media silence on objective facts regarding abortion. Now, I know for a fact, Sheila, because it's on the books, there's actually, and we've talked about it nationally, but here in California, we have our own Born Alive Infant Protection Act, that in one of these late-term abortions, if a child is born alive in the state, we have regulations that say you have to treat that baby as if it was born normally. You have to protect that baby. So we have that on the books, don't we? We do. It's California Health and Safety Code Section 123435. For those of you that want to look it up, you can just Google it. But it says exactly as Brian stated, that a, uh, a child born alive as a result of a quote-unquote failed abortion must be given medical treatment as if, as if it were born normally, prematurely, spontaneously. Um, but unfortunately, there seem, there's no indication the state of California is doing anything to enforce this law. And we did a Public Records Act request to yes. the Department of Healthcare Services, to Child Protective Services, and they acted like they had no idea the law even existed. That's right, folks. Now, please listen. This is an important element of the law that even many lawyers don't understand. Just because it's written into the law doesn't mean it has to be enforced. And so that's what we're facing here, that the state of California knows that this is on the books. By the way, it would be very embarrassing if they removed it. If the legislature said, let's take that off the books, that'd be extraordinary. The baby's born alive, and we want to kill that kid, even though they're there on the table alive, squirming around. So it's even easier to do what's known, and you're seeing this in the public square right now, prosecutorial discretion. So, for example, there's people in San Francisco listening to this program right now. You know that it's against the law to break into a store and steal jewelry. You know there's lots of crimes that are against the law. They're on the law books. And yet the local prosecutors say, "Eh, I'm I'm not going to. I'm not going to prosecute that. These poor people just needed those jewels. And so I will not enforce the law because I'm the enforcer. And I had this position and I decided it's better not to enforce it. That's known in legal circles as prosecutorial discretion. Now, please feel free to double check this. Go to the California Pro-Life Council website. And it is California Health and Safety Code section 1234 three five it's almost a great monomic device it's still on the books but the state of california and you can see the response that was set by the department of health services to sheila's inquiry legal inquiry what are you doing about this nothing nothing (laughs) 
<laughs> nothing. The state of California no will not protect that are related to that request. <laughs> That's right. They won't protect the kids. They know they're required by law to protect. Does the Chronicle talk about that much? Huh? Hello? No. Silence. If you believe the silence of the media, you are trapped. You have to be willing to dig into real objective facts. And we're going over some of those now. You're listening to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. I'm Brian Johnston. I'm guest hosting for Craig. And Craig has been very kind to uh, say, hey, yeah, dig into these things. And we're digging into them. You need to know these things that the state of California is not enforcing existing state law that says these children must be protected. That's California Health and Safety Code 123435. We're talking to Sheila Green. She is vice president of the California Pro-Life Council. And uh, you'll see more from her if you go to our website. There's a lot of things going on in California. But if you don't know what's already going on, when new things come up like elections or when your governor says, hey, I'm going to expand and offer abortions to anyone anywhere. And we'll fly them in. That's incredible. But if you don't know what's really going on already, you have not been prepared for this battle. So we're going to come back in just a little bit. We're going to talk about more of existing law, existing California law that you've been lied to about, that the media refuses to dig into. And you have to know existing law if you're going to see the real significance of the new proposal from our governor. It's already being implemented. That is to fly in pregnant women from anywhere in the nation to pay their expenses and to pay for their abortions. It's extraordinary, but we haven't gotten there yet. You don't know what's really going on right now. Sheila, anything else on that? We'll take this break. Okay, so we're taking this break. We're going to be right back after this. You're listening to Lifeline with Craig Roberts, and I'm his sit-in. This is Brian Johnston. Right back after this. Okay, so we'll just pause for a bit. Yeah. Okay. I did want to say um, on that last issue that prosecutors will take their cues from what the state. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Welcome back. You're listening to KFAX, San Francisco and the San Francisco Bay Area. I believe this is the Christian flamethrower radio for California's Bay Area. And right now I'm sitting in for Craig Roberts. Craig is taking a much needed vacation. You're listening to Brian Johnston and my guest, Sheila Green, who is vice president of the California Pro-Life Council, an attorney of record and an attorney who uh, has explored existing California law. And then we're going to talk about the new things that your governor Newsom wants to do with abortion that applies to the whole nation. But if you don't understand existing law, you don't understand how deep we are in the belly of the beast here in California. Sheila, before we took the break, we were talking about the existing law that says in California, if a baby's born alive, you need to protect that baby. You did a Freedom of Information Act request asking Department of Health Services to describe their protection of these babies. And what did you find? They had no records related to the request. Yeah, there are no records. They do have, and you can see their response at the California Pro-Life Council website. It's very clear they don't want to check this out. 
even though it's existing law. I mentioned earlier, there's something called prosecutorial discretion, and that is practiced all the way down by government prosecutors from, again, the governor is, you might say, the captain, the head of the state government, executive branch. The attorney general is supposed to enforce the laws of California. Both of them have what's known as prosecutorial discretion, and they can tell government employees, if you will, what they're going to focus on. And they've decided they're not going to focus on this existing law. It is California Health and Safety Code 123435. Go ahead and look it up. It's not being enforced. Babies are born alive and no one cares. Sheila, there's something about local prosecutors, too, and about this whole issue. What should people know? Well, yeah, a local prosecutor will take his or her cues from the state. What the state considers to be important, they will consider to be important. Um, They don't have to, but oftentimes that's the case. So the state not enforcing this law, the state does not require abortion clinics to report to the state um, unless they want to be reimbursed. They're not required to, um, in Medi-Cal context, they're not required to report abortions performed or anything like that. So what you're left with is the only possibility of this law being enforced is someone in the room when the abortion occurs, if the child is born alive, someone in the room has to be the whistleblower if the child Mm -hmm. is allowed to die and is not taken care of. Now, who would that person be? Everybody in the room is committed to the death of the child, even the mother. The mother may be distraught, but a distraught mother may or may not choose to go to a prosecutor and tell him what happened because she's so distraught. So there's really very little possibility for this code section being enforced. Um, it's not a, it's a civil section. It's not a penal section. But if a child is born alive, that child is considered a person constitutionally. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, allowing that child to die would be neglect, infanticide. But if that information is never makes it to a prosecutor, there's no hope for it, um, for any prosecution to take place. That's and the way right. California has set things up. It's turned a blind eye to it, ignored it. Nobody has to report. It's operating under the radar. Again, uh, you're seeing this in other parts of the law where local prosecutors will see something that's clearly a crime. And it's become almost fashionable to say, well, uh, I don't think it is. Maybe we'll write them a ticket. I don't know. And that's a very dangerous precedent when it comes to protecting innocent lives. California law says you got to protect that baby. But the abortion industry and the ideology that controls state government says we don't care. And you can see that response at the California Pro-Life Council website. Uh, But there's more still. We're dealing with existing law in California when it comes to abortion. And most people look for the Center for Disease Control that monitors this nationally. The Center for Disease Control uh, reports that certain states have decided to go silent. Any of you read C.S. Lewis's Out of the Silent Planet? Uh, California is the silent, one of the several silent states and says, we're not going to tell you what we're doing with abortion. And uh, where would people find that for the CDC? Sheila? Um, well, California does not report statistics to the CDC. So it's it's a blank hole. It's uh, the amount of abortions that occur in California is only inferred. That's uh, right. So, has information about it. Good Mocker Institute is basically the research arm of the abortion industry. And they're actually kind of useful for finding out the statistics. So they have, you know, pull, pulled together a, an estimate of the abortions that occur in California. But there's no official number. 
That's right. Just to repeat, the Guttmacher Institute is an extension. It's the educational, the C3 organizational part of Planned Parenthood's team. And they're rather proud of abortion, obviously. So they gather information from abortionists personally. And they ask that information to be collated and they'll publish it. Right. But those abortionists will not answer to the government. They will not answer to the CDC. They don't want that known. They don't want to be investigated by people who might not like abortion. Guttmacher likes abortion. And so they'll, they'll brag about California's numbers. And so it's rather alarming. But you're not told that by the Chronicle, are you? You're not told that by NBC, ABC, PBS, because there is a narrative that you're supposed to believe regarding abortion. And it's very limited. It's it's first trimester. But you already know that that was a lie. By the way, if you read my book, uh, the my book goes into depths about the admitted lies of Harry Blackman. He admits he lied. And it's been exposed by members of the media. And yet it's not discussed by the media. So they're propping up literally a lie. And uh, hopefully Roe will be overturned. We'll see the implications of that decision. It may not be as clean as you and I would like, but at least it's being examined by the high court. There's a couple other things I think we need to look into about abortion in California. Many states have, and we've had proposals here to have parental notice before abortions are done, because that's one of the main population segments as young women who get pregnant and uh, yet the abortion is done without parents' knowledge or consent and the school districts cooperate. The, the public school system agrees with that. What do we know about other states and what's going on here, Sheila? Well, thank you. So um, currently 38 of the 50 states require some type of parental involvement in a minor's abortion decision. That would be either notification or consent. And California doesn't require either. And that's not because the California voters didn't want that. It's because the California Supreme Court overturned the, the, the will of the voters in a decision in which they said it violated the minor's privacy to have the parent involved in an abortion decision. And no age limit. The youngest of children. Yeah, that's right. And so you're not told that by the popular press. That's existing law in California. But it gets worse. And people are stunned to hear this next point, but you need to know it. And that is that there are no regulations of abortion in California. Literally, the entire section on abortion law was removed by the state legislature. If you could comment on that, Sheila. Well, yeah. So I believe it was in 2014, the California Code of Regulations had five or six regulations that applied specifically to abortion clinics, and those were repealed completely. Um, so essentially, the abortion, in, the abortion clinic is treated as any other primary care clinic. So in their, so in their estimate, the medical killing of a human being is no more significant than going for a physical to a primary care, and it doesn't need scrutiny. That's right. Some of those regulations. Nothing to see there. That's right. They don't. That's their answer. Nothing. Move along. Nothing to talk about. And yet those regulations are actually very practical. Again, those are regulations that were promulgated by a pro-abortion state legislature. And many of them had to do with the safety of a young woman who's having a child, but then it's killed. And so they have to do with the size of the hallways so you can get a gurney in. 
So you can take, uh, if there's been a botched abortion, there are botched abortions, my friends. They're not just in back alleys. The back alleys have been moved into those clinics. And if you know the details of abortion, very often the abortionist, even if they have a sonogram to consult, they're still operating by touch, ironically, with their curette. They're looking for that baby. They're trying to find that baby to cut that baby up and then have it suctioned out. They're operating blindly and having perforated uteruses, et cetera, is not uncommon. So the regulations were there by a pro-abortion state to make sure there was some degree of safety in these clinics. So, the, again, the width of the hallways, the ability to get gurneys in and out, not required anymore. We don't, all, all abortions are safe and legal. It's fine. Don't even, no more discussion. But right now there are no regulations. All regulation of abortion has been removed by the state of California. Let that sink in. Again, we're going to come back in just a moment. And then we're going to get to the new proposals. If you don't know what's going on now, how can you understand what's coming at you next? We're going to talk about our friend, our governor who loves everyone and thinks that certain individuals are better dead. And he gets to propose laws and enforce them. And he has a proposal that the entire nation now should have the benefits that California enjoys when it comes to aborting human babies. We're going to talk about the governor's abortion. What what's, what's he call it? Sanctuary. Sanctuary. This is an abortion sanctuary. It already is, but it gets... It gets worse. We're going to be right back. You're listening to, you're listening to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. I'm sitting in for Craig. This is Brian Johnston. We'll be right back after this. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Welcome back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. But I'm not Craig Roberts. I'm sitting in for Craig. This is Brian Johnston. I'm guest hosting for Craig. He'll be back next week. But I want you to be sure to... Uh, Hold Craig in your prayers. He's taking a much-needed vacation. He does a lot here at KFAX and at Salem Radio. He doesn't talk about all of it, but he does a lot. And so I'm sitting in, and I'm interviewing right now an important person in the life of the pro-life movement in California, and that's Sheila Green. She's vice president of the California Pro-Life Council. We just got done. If you missed the segment, you're going to have to go back on the podcast because we explore and document what the real status of abortion law is in California right now, what the Chronicle and the B, NBC, ABC, PBS refuse to examine, but it's real. It's documented. You need to know what's going on with abortion right now. And now we're going to move to what the governor is proposing in making California the centerpiece of abortion for the whole nation. And it's extraordinary. But once you lay it on top of existing law, It'll blow your mind. So our governor, as you know, and the pro-abortion movement and the media, I hate to do this, but it's the media that fans a lot of this stuff. Oh, Roe's going to be overturned. Women will die in the street. It's terrible. This is, oh, they're violating the Constitution by overturning Roe. It's complete fiction. You need to understand that Roe itself was fiction, that he, the author, Justice Blackman, admitted that he made up whole swaths of the thing just to get this ideology into the law. And Dovey Bolton switched gears and said, hey, forget about women's. When Dovey Bolton says, we want abortionists to do whatever they decide, and we don't want them prosecuted. So it's the companion decision, Dovey Bolton, that authorizes 
doctors to kill according to their own judgment. That literally, if you think about a doctor can say to an abortionist, to a, to a, a pregnant woman, well, I don't feel like giving you an abortion. I'm not going to do this abortion. They could do that. So women aren't the ones that decide. It's abortionists. They're medical doctors. They have sworn that they would only use medicine to heal. And if that escapes you, you have lost a lot because that profession is now free to do what it wants because the Hippocratic Oath was removed by virtue of Roe and Doe. And all laws and all of our laws in our nation have emanated from those principles. All medical laws and ethical laws governing doctors' behaviors has been removed. So I hate to to raise other questions, but, you know, Dr. Fauci has not sworn to the Hippocratic Oath. And maybe your own physician has not. If you're lucky and you should seek them out, you have a physician who will abide by the oath. But it's no longer what guides this medical profession. If you don't understand that, then you don't understand the right to life debate. So intentional medical killing is going on. We just got done going over what's been happening in California. But now our governor wants to be a messianic figure for the abortion industry. And he's made some new promises. Sheila, let's talk about the governor's promises for California and the nation. Sure. So as many of you, probably most of you are aware, Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization is before the Supreme Court at oral arguments in December. And the, the news is, or the, the hope is, that they will overturn Roe. If that happens, then most likely states will be allowed to make their own decision as to whether to have abortion or not. Um, so some states would ban it completely. Um, some states would just put severe restrictions. California, at the current, given the current makeup of the legislature, will not change. But these are um, abortion missionaries, ambassadors, that uh, I would say that Newsom aspires to be. So mm-hmm. they want to fill in the gap for all those women across the country that will be deprived of the um, ability to kill their child in the womb. So his proposal was that California would be a quote unquote abortion sanctuary. And he's willing to put state tax dollars behind that. He wants the procedure to be covered. He wants transportation to be covered, lodging to be covered, childcare, et cetera, for women to come from across the country to come to California. And the California taxpayer is supposed to pay for this. So it's pretty outrageous. And, and there's really no limitation. It could probably apply to women across the world. Well, it actually has. We've had, we've had documentation of women coming from India because right. even India would not kill their daughter. They wanted to kill the baby because it was a girl and even India now has banned that, but they came to California because there's no limits in California and it's free. Sex selection is fine. (laughs) Yeah. And so that's what we're facing. And again, your tax money under this proposal, it's not going to be used just to pay the, the guy with blood on his gloves. That's bad enough. No, this is paid for every, if they miss work to come to get their free, their free abortion in California, their flight, isn't their flight is proposed, would be paid for. Yeah, they're lodging here. Lost wages. Lost wages. They're going to have to stay for a recovery oh, period. Yeah. They get kind of a California vacation, you know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's sad, but true. They, they literally want this to be part of, of tourist abortion mm-hmm. and come to California, see California, and get an abortion. 
it's great. This is a serious proposal. But what are the implications? Many of these states already have existing laws regarding minors getting abortions. Yeah. Who's going to check? Are they going to ask? So they're willing to abet an illegal abortion without parents' knowledge or consent, or maybe they will respect that state's laws. Will they? Do you think they will? That's a question. Is it being asked? Not by NBC, ABC, PBS, or the dominant media. They're not going to ask that question. Perhaps even more serious, and I think we see this now, is the question of both, both trafficked women and pedophilia. We know that there are people who practice this, and they use abortion to cover it up. And in terms of jet planes, we've actually seen this. Now it's not talked about as much. But uh, Mr. Epstein, and it's documented, that he went looking for young women, and she's still under arrest, but his accomplice would find these girls, and once they were pregnant, they would then fly them to other states, interstate transportation of these young women to procure an abortion for them. Will that happen now? Now, everyone could have a, an Epstein status. Yeah. So you're in Kansas, and Kansas has a law against minors getting abortion without parents' knowledge or consent. And you're a young man who's been taking advantage of a younger girl. Well, you can now be an Epstein because that's going to be provided for by the state of California. What are the implications of this? What do we know about sex trafficking and abortion, Sheila? Well, there was a study in the Annals of Health Law. Um, did a study of, of of sex trafficked survivors. It's a bit hard to read. It takes, you know, strong gut to read their stories. Yeah. But among other things, they found that more than half of these women were subjected to forced abortions. I think most of them had had abortions because they were getting pregnant. But more than half of them were subjected to forced abortions because their pimps or whatever want, they, you know, a pregnant a prostitute isn't much use. So they get the abortion and put them back to work. And so they concluded that the health industry had failed these women because they were not recognizing that they were trafficked women. These poor women were sent into these abortion clinics and other places, and they were not able to discern the distress that they were under and they never report them. And so they actually, the health industry actually ended up aiding and abetting the sex trafficking because they were not spotting the victims. That's and if right. National, well, it's heyday. It's going redu- to uh, increase their bottom line. They don't have to pay for the abortion. They don't have to pay for the transportation. They can just bring them to California. The implications are Almost obvious, but the media will not examine that. And that's why we're talking about this right now on Life Matters and Lifeline with Craig Roberts. You're listening on KFAX, San Francisco Bay Area, to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. I'm the guest host, Brian Johnston. We're talking with Sheila Green of the California Pro-Life Council, discussing existing California law and now what our governor is proposing for the whole nation, that California's abortion practice be extended to the whole nation There's implications for this. Sheila, I used to teach high school. I knew students that had abortions. They were crushed. They they basically came back to school and couldn't function emotionally. And then it was made known that that uh, she had been cajoled into the abortion. Who who benefits? 
who really benefits from an abortion? Why isn't that asked? Why is that not asked? Oh, it's a woman's issue. This is what she wants. Is it really? Is it really? So you had some good points about what's going on now with with pedophiles, pedophilia and pedophiles and sex traffickers. What are some questions that probably should be asked before that girl gets on the plane? Well, first of all, determine the age of the person. Mm -hmm. Are they a minor? If they're a minor, they should check with the state of origin to see if there's a law requiring parental notification. I can see California setting it up for a lot of legal problems with states suing them, with parents suing them, finding out that their child was brought over there for an abortion without their consent or their knowledge. And, and, worried about the money, but really it's going to increase state costs if we're constantly being sued by people who say, you, you kill my grandchild and you never told me about it. Mm. Um, and once it's determined that the child is a, is a minor, what about how that child got pregnant? Now, this has been a problem forever. And again, it's one that the media doesn't talk about. There are documented cases of pedophiles, the one who is causing the child to be pregnant, bringing the child into an abortion clinic. And nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Child tells the the person what they're told to tell by the by the by the predator. Oh, it's my boyfriend. Blah blah blah, and they give them the abortion, and nobody questions or guesses that maybe it's the dude that brought the child in that's been doing this. And in some cases, children have been brought in multiple times, and no reports are being made have been made. There are documented cases of this. So the people doing the abortions are not obvious. Given the sex trafficking issue, pedophilia issue, they're not looking out for the 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 best interest of the woman or the child, the best medical interest of the woman or the child. They're just plying their trade. There's so many implications of this that the media is not asking that you're going to have to think about, and you're going to have to raise these questions because um, the media does control what people think about. They're rather proud of that. And we're in a battle of ideas. These are spiritual ideas. Unless you sharpen yourself and study to show yourself approved, you're not going to be a battle. You're not going to be effective in battle. You're going to roll over for what the culture demands. And it's sending the wrong demands. So you're listening to KFAX. One of the reasons KFAX is here is to broadcast to the Christian community and those who who are thinking of being Christians. Because Christians are designed to deal with reality. You're a Christian. You proclaim that you have a relationship with the maker of the universe. So you should be inclined to find out more about how things really work. And that's what we've been talking about here when it comes to abortion in California. We're going to have to wrap up uh, our interview right now with Sheila Green. Sheila, it's always good to work with you. And there'll be more information on this, the California Pro-Life website. But we've been giving you documented facts that you can't get other places because they've been suppressed. And we want to urge you, if you believe in standing for life, you need to stand and make sure that the laws, once again, will stand for the innocent and will protect those that can't protect themselves from being intentionally killed by so-called doctors. And so thank you for listening. Um, We're going to wrap up the program right after this, but uh, we're going to take this break right now. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Welcome back to Lifeline. We're concluding the hour now, and I want you to know it's been good to have you drive carefully as you're driving in the Bay Area. Sometimes traffic can uh, 
can suddenly halt in front of you. So do be paying attention. I want to take a special moment to thank our uh, editor, that Nate Nelson is our editor at KFAX. He's done a great job. He always does. Whenever I am on KFAX, I go through him. <laughs> he sets things up. And Nate does a great job making sure that everything falls together. So, Nate, thank you so much for your work. Craig will be back on Lifeline. I want to remind you that you can hear my program, Life Matters, Saturdays at 11 on KFAX. On Life Matters, similar name, huh? But on Life Matters, I specifically deal with the right to life. It is a legal right that was established by our founders, a right given by God, our creator, and that to ensure these rights, governments are instituted among men. We know that. That's what our founders said. But it isn't the government that gives it to you. It's your creator. And the purpose of a just government is to ensure the rights of those that it governs. If you're not free to be alive, if a miscreant, someone who's stronger than you, whether it be an abortionist and your mother's under tension and pressure, and that abortionist says, well, I'll kill that baby. Well, the right to life is denied to that vulnerable person. And usually it's vulnerable people who are denied the right to life right now. The fashion in America is that doctors are the killers. That's right. Doctors who at one time had sworn they would only heal and protect life and only benefit their patients. They're now killers for hire. And you can hire a doctor to kill your grandma. Yeah, in the name of compassion. Nice. But they have to violate the Hippocratic Oath. That all started in 1973 for America when Roe v. Wade and Dovey Bolton, literally the highest tribunal in our nation, declared that all abortion laws would be struck and that in particular doctors could make the decision to kill that child according to their best judgment. They get to decide and no one can gainsay that. That's explicitly what Justice Blackman said. He did not want doctors to be under the cloud of possible prosecution. So you can't sue doctors for abortions. That may change soon. And how the Supreme Court deals with that, we're praying about that. That'll be exciting. But here in California, it's not going to stop abortion because the folks that have been elected are unalloyed pro-abortion individuals. And the Democrat Party, uh, years ago, I was a registered Democrat. <laughs> I can't believe it. But so was Ronald Reagan. And as he put it, I didn't, I didn't leave the Democrat Party. It left me. The Democrat Party currently embraces abortion on demand for any reason or no reason in particular. If you doubt me, look it up. Thanks for listening. We have challenges ahead of us, and uh, Lifeline is here to equip you in your Christian walk, as you know, the many, many programs on KFAX, but Lifeline in particular to get you caught up on issues and breaking news and useful books and information that can edify and build up the body of Christ. Thanks for listening. It's been a pleasure. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Lifeline. Thanks so much for being with us. And if there was anything you heard on today's show that you'd like to hear again or share with a friend, grab a copy of the Lifeline podcast. Simply log on to kfax.com. That's kfax.com for the Lifeline podcast. Our producer is Wanda Sanchez. I'm Craig Roberts. Till next time around, remember, just don't keep the faith. Get out there and share it and make it a great evening. So long. 
Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved. Thank you.